Welcome to the Mastering Blood Sugar Podcast. This is episode number 18, Coach's Corner with the Diabetes Coach. My name is Dr. Brian Mole, the Diabetes Coach, certified and master licensed diabetes educator and IFM certified functional medicine practitioner. Each week on the Mastering Blood Sugar podcast, I bring you an inspiring health or lifestyle expert to help you learn to boost your metabolism, lose weight, and master your blood sugar with natural drug-free strategies. Thanks for being here with me today, and let's get started. Hello, everyone. It's Dr. Brian Moll, the Diabetes Coach, and I want to welcome you to this episode of Coach's Corner with the Diabetes Coach. And today we're going to be talking about the ideal diabetes diet. Is there such a thing? And if so, what is it? This is probably one of the most controversial topics in the history of diabetes. We can go back to pre-insulin times before the 1920s when diet was used as the primary treatment for diabetes. At that point, it was a mix of type 1 and type 2, mostly type 1 diabetes. It was essentially a low-carbohydrate, higher-fat type diet, also a highly energy-restricted diet, a very low-calorie diet, and that was widely accepted as the best treatment available for diabetes and blood sugar control. Then insulin was discovered and isolated and went into use in the 1920s, and, and the treatment of diabetes using diet kind of fell out of fashion. Obviously, this was a hard diet to follow, and it was dangerous because many people with type 1 diabetes were already very skinny and undernourished, and they were starving them, uh, restricting their food intake, slashing their carb intake, and many of them were still not making it. So very controversial at the time, but that was the essentially the best treatment that was available. Fast forward to the 50s and 60s and some of the studies that were done, very weak association studies, which led people to believe that a high fat diet was responsible for the rise in heart disease that was starting to happen. So scientists started recommending reducing fat, particularly saturated fat in the diet, and to replace fat with carbohydrates, mainly from cereal grains. And as food manufacturing has increased, we see more and more refined, processed sugars, carbohydrates from grains like flours and industrial seed oils, vegetable oils, being pumped into our food supply, diluting the amount of protein in our diet. We've seen our meat and protein consumption go down slightly over the years. We've seen our processed and refined carbohydrate increase dramatically and our refined industrial seed oil consumption rise as well as obesity and diabetes has risen over the past several decades. So we're left now with this recommendation of 50 to 55% of our diet from carbohydrates 
10 to 15% from protein and 30% from fat, restricting saturated fat. And that's generally recommended by the American Diabetes Association, Heart Association, and the government as a whole. But is that really the ideal diabetes diet? Most of you are probably thinking, no, definitely not. We know that carbohydrate foods will raise blood sugar levels more than any other macronutrient. That's a well-established, well-known fact. We also know that increased levels of triglycerides and free fatty acids in the bloodstream will lead to fat deposit and worsen insulin resistance, which can raise blood sugar. And we certainly know that a positive energy balance, an energy surplus, calorie surplus in the diet will lead to all sorts of problems, especially when we combine high fat and high carbohydrate together. That's where things get really problematic. And of course, that is the standard American diet. Think about a, a donut, fried dough, or pizza with bread and high fat cheese, or potato chips, a big bag of high starch potatoes fried in vegetable oil. So these are the worst possible foods we can eat. And most of you know that. So let's flip that around and look at what is the ideal diet for someone with type 2 diabetes. Now, if you are underweight, some of this may change. I'm going to speak to the average person with diabetes who is either slightly overweight or very overweight or obese or even morbidly obese. So uh, it runs the gamut. But there are some people who are normal weight or underweight with type 2 diabetes. And most of this will hold true, but some of it is going to be more specific to people who uh, have some extra fat on their bodies. Now, before I get into the specifics of the diet, let me just say that really the idea of an ideal diet for diabetes is a myth. There really is no one diet that's perfect for everyone, but there are some patterns that I think we can follow. I've had clients who choose to follow a very low-fat, plant-based, high-vegetable diet and do really well with their blood sugar. Usually it's an energy-restricted diet, so they're in an energy deficiency, they're burning more energy than they're consuming, and they're still eating a relatively low-carbohydrate diet that consists mostly of fibrous vegetables and nuts and seeds with little other fats. I've also had clients who do a high-fat, very low-carb, moderate-protein ketogenic diet and do really well with that, bringing their triglycerides down, their free fatty acids down, their blood sugar down, their hemoglobin A1c down, and reversing type 2 diabetes. So again, there is no one ideal diet, but there are some commonalities. So first of all, sugar raises blood sugar. Now that may sound simple and straightforward, but a lot of people ignore this fact. So what is sugar? Well, for simplicity's sake, sugar is glucose and fructose. Fructose is a special kind of sugar that comes from fruit and table sugar and other foods. And fructose is metabolized a bit differently than glucose. It goes right to the liver, gets stored, burned, or turned into fat. Glucose is the other half of table sugar, and foods like potatoes and rice and beets and carrots and other sugary or starchy vegetables have a lot of glucose. Starch, 
which is the main carbohydrate in white potatoes and other tubers, is just long chains of glucose that get broken down in the mouth and in the digestive tract through various enzymes. And then that glucose enters the bloodstream through the gut, goes to all our cells and either gets burned gets stored as glycogen in the liver of the muscles or gets converted to fat in our adipocytes. Now, if you have diabetes, type 2 diabetes or prediabetes or metabolic syndrome, you're glucose intolerant. So that means that when you eat glucose, you have a hard time metabolizing it, storing it, using it, and your blood sugar goes up. So it makes sense that the ideal diet for diabetes is going to be very low in glucose. It's also going to be low in fructose because fructose gets processed by the liver. Most people with type 2 diabetes have very congested, backed up livers with lots of fat in the liver and build up with triglycerides, and they have a hard time metabolizing fructose. So a lot of that fructose gets converted to fat, and it leads to more fat accumulation in the liver, more triglycerides in the liver getting dumped into the bloodstream. Now, the diet should also be an energy-restricted diet, which means that we should be consuming less energy than we're burning because if you consume more energy than you burn, it doesn't really matter where that energy comes from. It's going to be a surplus and that surplus is going to stop you from burning your stored energy and it's going to cause you to store more energy. If your fat cells are already filled up, that means that that extra energy gets stored in your organs and around your organs like the liver and pancreas and makes diabetes worse. So we want to be in an energy-restricted state. We want to be consuming less energy than we're burning. That way we can deplete the glycogen stores, the sugar stores in our liver, and we can tap into the stored fat in and around our organs, in our liver, and even in our fat cells so that we can lose some weight, particularly around the midsection. The ideal diabetes diet should also be real food. We not only want good blood sugar, but we want good health. If you're eating chemically processed, altered, refined foods like artificial sweeteners and processed foods and packaged foods, these foods have all sorts of chemicals, dyes, additives, preservatives that are not good for our body. They harm the microbiome in our gut. Many of them are obesogenic or diabetic diabetogenic, which means that they lead to obesity and diabetes. They cause insulin resistance. They're toxins. They sabotage our metabolism. They lead to mitochondrial dysfunction. The mitochondria, the little factories where we burn sugar and fat into energy. So we want to eat real food, whole foods, not processed refined garbage. The ideal diabetes diet should also be protein-centric. High-quality protein is essential to build more lean body mass. The more muscle mass we have, the more insulin-sensitive we'll be. The larger reservoir we'll have for storing glucose as glycogen. And the higher our resting metabolic rate will be. So we want more muscle mass. We want to eat more protein. Protein is also satiating. It makes us feel full and there's a high thermic effect of food. In other words, we burn more calories just by eating protein than we do by eating fat and carbohydrate. So the diet should be protein-centric. 
Now we also have to look at the type of fat we eat. So it's important that the fats you're eating are healthy fats, natural fats. So I recommend getting most of your fats from foods, from the animal products you're eating or the plants that you're eating. So instead of eating avocado oil, eat an avocado. Instead of eating olive oil, eat an olive. Instead of eating butter, eat full fat Greek yogurt or eat some chicken or some good quality grass-fed beef. Now, I'm not saying that you can't add a little bit of olive oil or butter if you want to. You can certainly use those when appropriate, but it's best to get your fats and oils from your foods. And there's really no reason to add extra fat and oil, certainly not large amounts. If you need a little bit here or there, that's totally fine. But I'd rather see you mash a half of an avocado or a hard-boiled egg onto a salad than to douse it with some sort of packaged salad dressing. So watch your fats and oils. Use healthy, natural fats and oils that come with the food that you're eating instead of a bunch of added fat. And certainly we want to avoid those industrial seed oils, those vegetable oils like canola oil, safflower oil, soybean oil, corn oil, and so forth. Lastly, we want to talk about meal timing. We want to practice the eat, stop, eat method, which means that we eat within about a one-hour eating window, and then we stop eating for a while, four, five, six hours, and then we eat again. So that might be two or three meals a day with large breaks in between and a nice long overnight fast. We don't want to be constantly eating because it keeps us in the fed state. It keeps insulin levels high, which prevent us from oxidizing our stored fat and prevents us from using the stored glycogen in our muscles and our liver effectively. So we want long periods of time between eating occasions, between meals, so that we can get into a fasted state, burn through our stored glycogen, and start to metabolize our own stored fat. So again, in summary, there is no ideal diabetes diet. There are different eating plans for different people, and I think it's important to customize your eating plan for yourself. But there are some general principles to follow. So review those principles that I discussed today as you put together the ideal diet for you. Okay, guys, I hope you found that helpful. This is Dr. Brian Mole, the Diabetes Coach, with an episode of Coach's Corner with the Diabetes Coach. If you like this information, make sure you subscribe to the Mastering Blood Sugar podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play or wherever you listen to this podcast. And if you love it, go to my iTunes page and leave me a five-star review and a really nice comment there. I read one comment a week on my interview podcast. And if I read your comment and you hear me read it, We'll send you a copy of the Best of the Diabetes Summit on Flash Drive as a gift from us. Also, you can check out my full show notes for all my interview podcasts on my website at drmole.com. I have a great blog over there, lots of other really good information, and you can access all the podcast episodes there. All right, guys, thanks again for listening, and I'll see you back soon with another episode.